This week, I was honoured to get my good friend John Toker back in the hot seat, 17 months after his last appearance. A lot has changed since then, and we tried to break down what were the key lessons during this uh, emotional time for everyone. We focus on working from home, relationships, and difficult conversations, which I'm sure will resonate with every listener in one way or another. This conversation was definitely cathartic for both of us, and we'd love to hear what you think. Thanks for listening. I wish you a wholesome week. John Toker, welcome back to the Earthy Delights. Absolute pleasure to have you back in my room, back in Kimmage, back in Ireland. What's the crack? Pleasure to be here, Jim. Back in the back in the bedroom in Kimmage. A long time coming. Listen. No, no uh, real crack on my end. Um, back in Ireland, which, depending on when this pod goes out would be strange to hear yeah. after the year and a year and a bit that we've had but good to be back with family and friends and seeing everyone and enjoying it yeah no crack but that's good crack yeah yeah moment. yeah absolutely like no news is good news yeah uh for those listening i i just i've been thinking about this for a while and um it's kind of been on my radar to to mention it i guess in in, in on one of the podcasts we record but Kind of me and John just before we recorded, we were kind of giving each other like <laughs> props because props sounds something like we were pumping each other up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. We're, we're not in your bedroom just pumping each other up. <laughs> it was more basically over the last few weeks. I've had the opportunity to reflect on how little, unfortunately, um, men in in my life, and I think a little generally, don't kind of give other men close in their lives just like oh hey like I'm, I'm a big fan of your work or I appreciate the fact that you are consistently there or you're quite kind here or you're really hard working yeah. and all these things and and I, I kind of I'm, I'm consciously trying to be better at it so like you're in my room haven't seen you in so long I wanted to say that to you and yeah I uh, and then the, the, what comes on to there is that oh, like Irish men don't like receiving this kind of yeah, it's um, a strange one. Yeah, it's a strange one. And uh, on that topic, like you and and Seb, who's not not in the room, in a different he's, country, he's, he's here with he's us. He's here though. in spirit. Um, but amazing work on on the podcast. Um, it's it's funny. The last time we were sitting here uh, recording it, it was like an unknown. I don't think any yeah. of them had been like published. True. Uh, and now it's like a weekly me listening to it so I feel like I have this catalogue of your questions I feel way more equipped for yeah. for what's coming no more no more curveballs coming at me because I've listened to it but yeah credit to you for such fantastic work and, and honest honest work not um, tailoring it not the questions aren't the same it's always mm. you can tell it's real and that's it's it's seldom you come across that in in, in new media are we calling yeah. it new media new podcast media. but yeah no credit to you appreciate it proud man. of you honestly and yes yeah, Seb knows Seb knows I'm proud of him and it's, it's, and I'm proud of Seb as well yeah like John John's proud of Seb as well I've never like, met Seb I, which is a strange one like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but it's great like if if you had told me this maybe two months ago I would have been kind of uncomfortable receiving this but because of whatever has happened over the last six, seven weeks, I'm more comfortable just receiving someone who I respect and care yeah. about and they're just saying a nice thing about me. And I can't, I shouldn't reject it. You know, it's not just like, it's not, oh yeah, I am in that class. Mm-hmm. But it's just nice 
Cause you, you like getting it. Yeah, yeah. But it's hard to take. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but even back when we were in school, I feel like it was, it's kind of, a, it is an Irish thing. Like, it's kind of taboo to get, like, if you get praise for something, you're kind of like, oh, man. Play like, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really want people to know that, I've, that I'm good at that or... And, and and there's certain things in Ireland like sports or whatever that if you are good at it but even then most of our successful sports people play down a lot of their yeah. achievements and yeah. you'd often run into people that and, and you've probably heard it like especially elder people are like jeez he was an unbelievable footballer when he was younger or he was the best football I've ever seen and you'd never know and it you know you'd never yeah. you, but it's, it is a it's a strange one isn't that I was just popping on my head here is that I notice a lot of Irish men, or just men in general, would say, for instance, say me and you are a fan of our friend X, yeah? yeah. Me and you go, yeah, X is so funny, or he's a gas man, and love him for this, yeah. love him for that. But we never tell X. Oh, <laughs> it's this, you know, past tense yeah. thing in Ireland where, like, and even, you know, older generations now, they're, they're, they heap praise on people when they were younger. But in the moment, it's really difficult to give it, and it's really difficult to take it as well. Which is what we're talking about. That's like it's, it. It's when someone looks you in the eye and says, "I'm really proud of, of what you're doing," or "I think you're doing really good work." It, the natural instinct for, and I don't know if it is Irish people, but the natural instinct for us is to just go, "Oh no, deflect." Yeah, <laughs> thanks, but anyone could have done it. Shut up now. Yeah. yeah, don't tell anyone else, sort of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I, I'm a big fan. Oh well, I, I'm a big fan of. Because, like, it's for listeners, it's, it's strange. This is actually la- the, the last time I literally saw you was the last time people listened to the last conversation. Mm. And it's been great for me to see the the kind of... Yeah, we didn't, We were saying the difference between change and evolving, but yeah. I, I know, like, John's been in my house before we started recording for, like, two hours. My dad pinned him down for an hour. And it was just really nice to be... Yeah, I just feel like you are in a much different different place. Like your perspective on yourself, on a conversation, yeah. on what you're doing day to day is different. Yeah. I think to look at, look back on it, like you were saying, looking, looking back down the line, like we've had so much has gone on in between these two conversations, yeah. but so little has happened. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. what was it? Six weeks, eight weeks later, COVID happened and then lockdown and. Uh, am I right in that time? Yeah, yeah, time yeah. Right. around then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so not a huge amount has happened, but so much has gone on, uh, and, <laughs> yeah. and and I think so much reflection on everybody from everybody has happened over the last eighteen months or so, and and, and appreciate the words and, and mm-hmm. long may it continue. But I think that the same can be said for a lot of people in the last year and a half that they've we've had to look in a lot more than. Than out and because all the things that we used to do to keep us busy and to keep us not thinking about things mm-hmm. were cancelled, so you're kind of forced to you were forced to think about a lot, yeah, and yeah. And, and reconnect with a lot of stuff that you're probably kicking down the road, and, and I'll yeah. deal with that later. Well, there's plenty of time now to deal with it. Now it's later. You can't do anything. Yeah. So why don't you do it? Yeah. So. And it's hard. Really difficult. Man. Yeah. Yeah, like the last. The time between these two conversations has been the most difficult ever that I've ever had to face in terms of just personal hurdles and and things that you can't see but you're you're feeling, you know. Yeah. 
it's being away from home and, and, and all that stuff but uh, but even just refining what you want in a relationship and, and, and finding what you're good at and what you can bring to people when you can't bring anything to people you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're completely isolated um, yeah can so I, I want it I want the the working title bit for this to be expectations yeah but I do want to I know you have some well articulated thoughts about <laughs> um, how your relationship with work and colleagues is about. so I kind of want to look at this in a few different sections over the last yeah. 18 months or so well, first of all, you being away from home, you working re- remotely for the last eighteen months. Yeah. How has that? How has that really shifted your perspective? Perspective on work or perspective on yeah. I think, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think what what, COVID and and working from home, working remotely. Ha- has done is it, it kind of stripped back all the niceties of work into your the true work that you're doing every day and a lot of my day to day like I'd be driving maybe to different places to work every day and different offices and this and that and you kind of get in a routine of not having a routine mm-hmm. um, yeah. to where you're in traffic and, and I think I told you this like last summer like I was like I really miss traffic like I hate getting everywhere so quick now <laughs> but um the the routine of not being in a routine which is a strange way of saying it is something that kind of kept kept your mind off the true work you were doing and and it's a long way of saying covid and working remotely really brought your day-to-day tasks in, into into the forefront of, of your mind and mm-hmm. this is what i'm spending eight hours of my day doing and i'm really realizing it now because i'm doing it in my bedroom and and in my pajamas, mm-hmm. uh, if if we even get that far that day, <laughs> and, you know, and and it it the work became your focal point versus the people or the location or the environment or the weather, like every everything else was taken out of, yeah. out of play, and it was just you and and the laptop um, at home yeah, yeah. With, with with what you needed to get done for the day, and I think that's really difficult in any aspect right like you know to use a very very simple term like a, a football team when they're training together it's it there's a bit of camaraderie there's a bit of this and that they might be giving a lift or, to someone to train and versus and you might be able to run that little bit more when you're together versus you know going out for a run on your own yeah. you don't you're the same person physically and and everything but there's a little bit of you that's like, ah, this isn't the same, you know, and I'm being around people and being around people that are doing the same thing and, and wanting the same product, the end product, um, is something we probably took for granted pre-COVID and, and only when we went into the, the bedroom office you did, it, did it really shine through that, man, it's hard to do alone all yeah. the time, isolated, you know. Um, you also made a good point earlier about the kind of formality uh, increasing in terms of kind of yeah. quote unquote work uh, what would I say work necessities or yeah yeah like walking to and from meetings with people and uh, or in the lift with people that you haven't seen and 
you know, you're just running into people that, oh, how was so-and-so or how was, how was that concert? Or, and I know it's, it's hard to talk about these without mentioning other things that have also been cancelled, yeah. like concerts and sports. Um, but even just the, I think the example I gave you earlier was like, you know, saying to someone, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a couple hours on Friday and, and go to the dentist or I'm, I'm going to away for the weekend. I'm going to cut out loose on Friday at, at one o'clock that being done at, at the coffee machine or at someone's desk or on the way back from a meeting or lunch is very informal and easy and kind of, at least for me it was. Mm-hmm. Um, then when you kind of switch to the remote and you're kind of messaging someone, an instant message, hey, do you have five minutes to, to chat? Or you're putting it in a formal email, which is also weird. Mm. So just those kind of little things that you before probably never noticed how much uh, informal interaction was going on at work all that informal interaction has now be- or had become so formal yeah. that um, it just felt weird talking to people so formally and yeah. like sitting talking to your computer screen and the silence you know everyone's on mute yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you're just silent yeah um, so yeah strange you um you sent me an article not too long ago about the uh, disintegrating trust levels between that could have gone anywhere. Some of the articles I've sent. <laughs> that, that we won't gone. talk about some yeah. of the articles. That could have gone anywhere. <laughs> no, yeah, the trust. Yeah. I'm trying to think the author uh, caught me caught me off guard there, but that. As in, it was much harder to trust people virtually yeah. than it was in, in person. Yeah, I think the article is really good, and maybe you can we can lash Le- that into the description. The old show notes. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> um, but it, I think the, the essence of it was that it's it's much harder to, to trust people to get their work done and and bigger point here is, is, is your time. Like, are these people managing my time appropriately mm-hmm. not really thinking about them and what, yeah. what they're doing but um yeah the erosion of trust that went on virtually because you're kind of like well what are they doing yeah i don't know what they're doing yeah. and you're sitting in an office you can kind of see if someone's looking at the the screen like they've never seen a computer before you can kind of go over and say are you all right you need a hand uh-huh. and you want to talk about virtually you're kind of waiting on someone to reach out to you all the time and that in itself creates the them probably sitting there going, I don't want to reach out to him again and ask another question. And, and for me, that's the same way. It's like, I don't want to be pestering my boss all day yeah. with my questions. And it feels like you're pestering him or her because you're doing it formally in a message and you're typing it and it just feels really real. Mm. Like how many times have you typed out a text and then deleted it because you're like, Jenny, man, that yeah. sounds really weird yeah. to say. Like, or, or I know my tone isn't coming across in this text. And if he... He or she reads this, they're gonna think, "Man, he's being a bit smart, isn't he?" Like, but when you're in person, that that, that 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 is kind of that elephant is taken out of the room, you know, and you're kind of like, "Ah, oh, he's he." It, it leaves less up to interpretation, yeah. And I think the last year has left a lot up to interpretation. What's this fella saying to me here now? What's he, you know? And so, is it? But that's a good article, yeah. Yeah, and 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 it's a good point, like the the trust and trust is a really difficult thing to give to people that you don't know on a deep level like yeah. colleagues mm-hmm. like you know their work product and you know what they do and you know where they do it usually 
and now it's like they've become a, a computer icon yeah and how can you trust someone that you don't have a relationship with and you know some of my the the best days i have in work because i've fostered relationships with people i work with and i and i do trust them and, and they trust me and it creates this environment where we work gets done and and there's less friction involved mm. yeah wise man said to me before he says we move at the speed of trust right wow um do did you notice the team that you work with or do you foresee in in the future it being harder for the team to progress not even just pure output you know like the output will probably get there because there's pressure on the output but for the team to kind of grow together for the organization to grow together yeah did you did you notice a shift there i think to to your first point um the output remained like we we were still doing the same things we were still getting everything done uh and probably some some things a little bit quicker than than we would have in person but the the yeah the teaming aspect of it much much more difficult and i think the the biggest indicator of that is when we've had the option to go back to the office, a lot of people are taking the op- the, mm-hmm. the option up. Mm-hmm. And like, if we had a sat here 17, 18 months ago and you said to me, you know, you have the option to to wear uh, your pajamas and, and work at your kitchen table or put a suit on and go into an office and sit in traffic for 45 minutes, I'd be like, Silly put question. the kettle on. <laughs> I'll meet you at the kitchen table. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm kind of like, well, there's there's an intangible element to working with people and 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 being there and 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 being able to react and see how people are reacting to the load that is on them. Mm. That is it is really invaluable in in a in a team. And regardless of the output, the output's gonna come and and the product's gonna come. But it's the the burden that it's been put that's been put on people to do it yeah. it's a lot easier to manage in person than it is virtually like how the product has got to be how the sausage is made how the sausage is made yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is definitely a broad question but i wonder have you had time to think right you so you know we had adam Starr on the podcast mm-hmm. a few times and we we you know we sometimes aspire to be constantly in the present and taking each thing as we can and appreciating it but the mind wanders yeah right <laughs> i wonder did your mind wander towards a place of realizing jesus maybe my expectation of the job has changed because of this like monumental change or do you think that you like maintained a kind of steady idea of what the job a job can give you and depending on the age and depending on the position what that would mean like your expectation of it what would it bring mm. yes and no I think I, I, and I think companies around the world now are trying to do exactly that is like what do people want in a job mm. my view of it is it, it almost refined it and, and it made it more simple like the days I was sitting at home banging my head against the wall were the days I was like man I would love to just have a really you know really bad cup of coffee <laughs> that came out of the office machine yeah. and and sit and be kind of stressed with other people as opposed to having the, the, the license to do it wherever or, or the freedom to do it wherever 
So I think I don't think my expectation has it, yeah it has changed, but it's probably gone more. It's probably regressed in 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 before you'd be like oh, I I want all these things in a job and I want these options. Now I'm kind of like I love the idea of having the flexibility to work from home, but I really like the just the how banal some days are in work and how you can just sit there and like you know just keep keep going and have a very normal you know Michael Scott day at the office you know where he you know not a whole lot happens but that's good um the expectation of change in the work environment kind of puts it more on the people then to well what do you want and I don't think people really know what they want from a job most people don't most people do a job because they have to do a job yeah and I think putting it on hey what what do you want from it what's your expectation from a job if people were honest with that, they, I don't want the job, you know, yeah. or, 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 or it would change. On yeah. A basis, it's going to consistently change with how you're feeling. And, and, and I, and I think going back an option of being able to work from home when that does change, if, if your circumstances change or if you don't feel well, or if, if you've stuff to do at home, yeah, hundred percent stay at home and, 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 and knock it out and do it. But no, I don't think my expectations have, have changed much about, the purpose of a job or the the nature of my job I think okay. most of them have uh, if anything have, have regressed okay yeah moving to relationships uh, both like friendships maybe romantic relationships family uh, I don't know like I didn't even ask you this I kind of think that we've got a bit closer yeah over the last say 12 16 mm. months which may sound strange to people really strange that yeah. I haven't seen you physically um, I wonder has this time changed or like flipped your idea of what a good friend is what a what your expectations are of like a, a, a good a good healthy partnership yeah has that changed yeah yeah definitely um don't know if I have the sound bite to get it out in 30 <laughs> seconds but I'll go on around no, yeah, like, I'll, I'll ramble away please um, ramble no, it it definitely has, and I think the the weird thing, or maybe not weird, but the surprising thing is that with the isolation and the distance, and like the fact that I c- couldn't come home to see family or friends, um, and and for a period of time in the states couldn't see friends there either. You know, like when the first started, everyone was, you know, we were very unsure of of what you could do, and there was a lot of time with, with my roommates where we were just kind of sitting around like, right, we're, we're in this, you know, this is our kind of bubble and, and, and don't jeopardize our, ourselves. Um, but with that being said, I think we've gotten closer, but we've probably spoken less yeah, yeah. in the past year than we have in other years. Yeah. But, and I don't, I, I can't put my finger on it and say, here's why, or this is, this is why, but I know myself, like, spent the last year and and having so much time back in my day a lot of you know looking in a lot and, and, and introspection um and and really refining to use your expectations of a job really refining my expectations of a friendship okay um and and not so much what what do i need in a friend but what do i want in a friend because i think they're two entirely different things and I think when you're when you're fostering relationships based on what you need from people 
you're going to go for your insecurities and you're going to go for what makes you feel a little bit more secure. Mm-hmm. What, I've, what I've kind of realized the last year is the more, the more insecure you can be with someone, the more secure you become mm-hmm. with them, you know, and like mm-hmm. that we were looking at something earlier um, before we started this, but that pursuit of fulfillment versus that pursuit of happiness and, mm-hmm. and knowing that some of the conversations we've had last year and I've definitely gotten much closer with my family and my brothers especially and um and to say that after a year of not being able to see them like literally you can't go see them yeah to be able to turn around and say we've gotten much closer and and there's there's much more substance to our relationship now than than there was before is really really odd but um but I think covid brought a lot of our vulnerabilities out as people and then when we were able to be vulnerable with each other and, and to, to text my brothers or to text my family and say I'm really struggling and not having a good time and I really don't I don't know how to feel about this and, and I think that's massive to be able to say I don't mm-hmm. know how to feel about something mm-hmm. because the whole time we're, you're kind of conditioned to think you're happy you're sad you're, you're angry you're, you're calm you're, you know and, and there's a feeling and a lot of this last year was I don't know how I feel mm. I don't know what's going on and I don't know what to think and being able to say that to people create such a such a strong foundation of, of fulfilment rather than happiness because we can't always be happy Yeah. but I know that I'm fulfilled in my relationships with people and I know that whether that's girlfriend brothers friends that um, they see me. At, they've seen me at my worst, and I've let them in at my worst, and um, and that relationship is really fulfilled. Versus just when we're happy, we're happy, and when we're not, it's ground zero. It. Yeah, exactly. So, I think if anything, the last year has opened up new corridors of conversation and and allowed people to to be vulnerable and allowed people to say, "Oh, this is really isn't that good, is it?" Yeah, and it may, it took a global pandemic for yeah. some people to to be able to look at their friends and, and and on another token, some people that they were probably quote unquote friends with that they didn't really have a relationship deeper yeah. than we're in, interested in the same things and or we've been friends forever, and like you know, time isn't a, isn't a a value that trumps that security you know yeah terms of quality yeah exactly so yeah, yeah that was a long winded answer but yeah this substance of my relationships across the board in the last year have definitely have definitely I don't want to say improved but deepened have deepened and, and, and grown but it's not it's definitely not an easy thing and it's and it's some of the conversations and some of my friends you know I know who my true friends are because they'll they'll push back on a lot of things and they'll say I don't agree with that or I don't think that's right but or or, or call you on something and mm-hmm. and I think that's a, a level of growth that uh that you know, BP before pandemic we didn't we didn't have time to really look into and 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 break down so yeah you mentioned when we were talking before about wishing that we had a new word for friend yeah like in-depth friend 
And one thing that I've been noticing over the last while is that I've kind of been coming to terms with the idea of, listen, this is my friend that I really would love to talk about these things with him or her, right? I really value their opinion. Mm. I feel like I'm getting honesty, regardless of it might like initially jolt me or my ego might not like it, but they'll give it to me, like to, they'll yeah. be honest. And then I also have these other friends that we can talk about certain other things that may not be as pressing or mm. as like, uh, don't dictate my well-being as much. Doesn't mean that I don't love them or I don't care for them, but there's just kind of, for me anyway, it's been a while where I've gone, okay, I'm having this issue, I have these needs, right? And, and this is like what was really beneficial in my relationship was I have these needs, these needs aren't being met with this person in this kind of dynamic. That's okay. Like yeah. we can either work on that in, in, a, in a relationship, in a friendship, or we can either go, I appreciate this person for this circumstance, but for other circumstances, I'm leaning towards these people you know yeah yeah I what I said to you earlier was the the people when you're like really when you're really down the people that you can go and talk to uh, that they don't have to get straight into the agenda of hey you know or or isolate the person that's that's upsetting you and and hate them yeah just to make you feel better yeah, yeah, yeah. there are people that you can go to and they're gonna look at the I don't want to call it the, look at the relationship or the the moment in itself impartially because they care about you more so than they care about you being happy yeah. and, they, and they care more about you as a person than you saying that you're happy or it's it's a it's a weird one but yeah the, the word I'm trying to to create is is something that's a friend but someone who you can really really rely on and, and lean on and um and i think in the last year I've, you start to see who those people are and and you start to, to develop new relationships with people that are of that of that um level for you and and that's we were saying earlier like that's such a privilege to have to have moments of of despair with people and and to where people will confide in you in, in, in their vulnerable state or mm. are willing to say, hey, I really don't agree with you, Jim, and I don't agree with you because I, I love you. That's such an honor. Like That's yeah. such a privilege to have someone who, who loves you that much and cares for you that much that they're willing to put the friendship, you know, on, on, so to speak, on the line yeah. um, to try and help you see or, or help you grow and and that's you know back to your very very first point of the podcast is like i've been trying to tell people more often like i'm, pr I'm proud of you for for what you're doing I'm, or or when someone has a difficult conversation with me you know whether it be in work out of work it, girlfriend friend like i'm so proud of you for being able to have that conversation yeah and for being able to say that you're not okay or that you feel a certain way or that you're thinking this and you're confused like that's that takes one it takes a huge amount of strength and and two it's a an absolute honor for me that you view me that way that that you know it's a privilege that i i get to receive that yeah. from you so um yeah if it, whatever the new word for that person 
elevated friend or or, <laughs> or uh, crutch friend or whatever whatever it may be but yeah we'll have to yeah we should we should we'll do think some, on the word yeah we should do some because i think if we can create that word then we're probably onto something can we patent the word as well then make we some might, money off we it? might get out of the bedroom <laughs> for the next episode we won't be in like a <laughs> s- studio or something next time here the the future of earthy delights is unknown yeah. yeah we'll see yeah but totally man um I've noticed also that I have a. I'm less inclined now to chit chat and to say easy things and to say to not kind of cut. You you mentioned elephants in the room before. You know, sometimes I'm talking with people I know relatively well, but they're Mm. just like elephants in the room. And I, like you said, I think it takes courage and kind of to be able to go right. I'm going to say something here, and it may be initially uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's only because. I care about this friendship, this relationship, yeah. or you. Not, I'm going to say, oh yeah, it's grand, I'm not going to say something easy, and that uh, you might feel a bit better about it that day, but then next week it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just, and because like, man, I was only saying to my mate a few weeks ago, very often, I think we, but I know just me personally, I'll ruminate on something in my head going, ah, oh, this is going to be awful. This is real difficult. They might react like this, and then I might feel like this, and, and then I'm just in my head, in my head, in my head. And for me, just in my experience, you can tell me what mm. what's been like for you. But the reality is usually not half as bad as what you're thinking in your Never. head. Never, yeah. If you can just... But you manifest those things in your head. Like yeah. you start to think like, this is the end of the world. Like if I if I tell this person, and, and I, you know, I I've, I think the, the best example is when you're in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. and you can tell there's something on, on her mind. Like, you know, personal perspective like i can tell there's something on her mind mm-hmm. and i want you to tell me what it is because i know you'll feel better about it but in in her head or in my head like i'm I'm guilty of it as well it's i don't want to hurt them quote unquote hurt them or i don't mm-hmm. want them to feel like i'm uh this is coming from a bad place and and you know offense is a personal thing like you decide what you want to be offended by <laughs> but he always it's always better to just get it out there and, mm-hmm. and not manifest that in your head. And, and half the time, probably more than half the time, I, the longer I think about something, the further away I get from a, a, a quote-unquote, a, a moment of clarity. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, the more you think about it, the further away it gets. And, and I think, again, having friendships um, and relationships that you can that you're really fulfilled in opens those doors a lot quicker to being able to say, I'm, I'm unsure about this. And, and, and when, when my girlfriend says, Hey, I'm unsure about this, or I don't know how I feel about this, or I don't know what I think about this, or, and it, and it's directly reflective of me, right? It's, it's me. She's talking about like, I'm so again, honored that once you put that thought into me and, and that, the level of, of, uh, care with 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 my life, but um. But also, like, so proud that you can that someone, is that strong that they can bring it up and feel like they're supported and, and feel like they, we you can grow you know, grow through it together versus, constantly thinking of oh well what what if I say this and he takes it the wrong way or what if I say this and and she takes it the wrong way, I think sometimes you have to take things the wrong way to to to, to yeah. see like. Hey, there's a better way of of taking that yeah. next time, and and, and I think you'll 
you'll probably piss people off at times in your life with good intentions absolutely and 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 you'll but as long as you're you're securing your intentions and feel like it's just then there's not a whole lot more you can do mm-hmm. on that front so it's uh it's something we just touched on before we started recording how how your willingness to have this kind of difficult conversation your your willingness to say this awkward thing even though it may initially hurt yeah it really like if like you said if you have the pure intentions if you have if you really like you've thought about it and this is what I think is best for this person yeah. in this relationship in and because also I think when you express something you're expressing it because you want the relationship the friendship or the the, the romantic relationship or in families or whatever you want it to improve yeah. it's not it's not for I'm trying to dig you here yeah. and you can sense that very often you know if someone's just trying to dig you you can really notice the difference between if someone's just saying something to you and they're saying it with compassion they know it's hard for you but they just think it will help you yeah. onto the next one and sorry just before <laughs> it comes back to you there's one thing that I that you touched on that I thought was class was maybe the the depth of your your relationship with a person, right? Not only would it facilitate this person being vulnerable with you and vice versa, but on the off chance that someone uh, gives you the answer, you know, maybe they're in work mode, yeah, and maybe they're telling people everything's okay, and maybe because you know they've been asked how are you doing five times today, mm. and by people that don't really care. Yeah. And then they come home and you're just quickly, oh, how are you? And yeah, I'm saying I'm fine. But then if you can go, well, by by judge, by, by, by looking at you, by feeling yeah. how you're doing, I feel like there's something up here. Yeah, yeah. And I think that says a lot about a friendship. For you to be able to go, oh, I, I heard what you said, mm. but I'm seeing something completely different. Yeah. You know? I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up on that intuition. Yeah. Yeah. I think when when you start a relationship with anyone you know fr- friendship uh loving relationship family well you don't really start family <laughs> relationships, but, but you know an, any relationship you have is once you open up to someone and, and you let them in so so to borrow a, a hollywood phrase once mm. you let them in um it's you're kind of giving them a license to hurt you mm-hmm. like you're giving them the the map and, and you're saying right here's where everything kind of lies and and you have to be okay with the fact that one that that you're you're given the control not control is such a, a bad word there but you're yeah. given the giving them a license to to let you down as such but what you're also giving them is um is is the map to when you're not feeling great or when there is something on your mind they can kind of tell mm-hmm. and whereas your boss might not be able to see it or your friend that you're not that close with but like when you're in a relationship with someone you can kind of you can, you can tell when there's something on on their mind and um and and to back to your point is when you then approach it and, and say to them like i think something is on your mind and you know let's talk about it that's more from that's using that license that's that's you know yeah. you're taking it out of your wallet and saying remember you gave me this sort of thing like <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah you let me in like <laughs> Don't I have the key? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean, and 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 I think sometimes we get blinded by the option of the hurt. Like it's gonna really hurt if I if this ends, right? And the longer a relationship goes on, and people look at time as this like you know currency for a relationship. But oh, they're together ten years. Like how could a how could they break up now? But w- w- 
the longer that goes on and, and the closer you can see the hurt coming at you, mm-hmm. you kind of do back away and, and any question of that hurt, you're kind of batting away from you and saying, I'm fine. Yeah. Because you don't want to get into it because it may lead to the to the inevitable hurt that that comes with a relationship. And that could happen after two or three months, yeah. two or three weeks, yeah. or 30, 40 years, yeah. you know? And I think any any relationship that you have that you get to that point after three, four, five, six months, you don't look at it. And, and I think people are really bad at, you know, if someone, say if people are together and then they, they break up after six months or a year, you're kind of like, ah, it was only a year. Kind of discounts the fact that they may have gotten... Might have gotten tense as balls. Oh, and they might have gotten to that point that some other people might not get to until they're yeah. 10, 20 years into a marriage. And they're like, geez. So I think all, all, all that to say, it's really hard to let. It's 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 really hard to objectively look at something so subjective like a yeah. relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you can, and I think that's that level of of growth in the last year that we that we talked about. A lot of us are just seeing now that we can be hurt, and we can be vulnerable, and we can be open. And yeah, it it, it hurts, but mm-hmm. like, it's not the end of the world. And if if you're in a relationship where someone really truly cares about you, then the hurt is just almost mm-hmm. like it's a good. It's almost a good thing that you're hurting. It mm-hmm. means that you care, right? It means that what you've poured into it was was worth it because that person's grown, you've grown, and. It, it the license to hurt each other is, is almost it's it's the throwaway of of how much growth has gone on yeah. between the two and, and you kinda of say, Yeah, it does hurt, but like a lot of things hurt, you know. Um I like the license metaphor, right? Yeah. Um, um and sorry, I'm gonna come back to the license metaphor. Yeah. What what comes to mind now is that idea of love, right? That idea of love between a friend, friend or like a partner, yeah. And I, like my relationship recently ended, and it it wasn't as like catastrophic as like previous short term yeah. relationships because for me it was really like I really did love that person, mm. and it was not like a conditional as long as this person is with me or as yeah. this person does this or does this. Yeah. No, it's really like I love that person, and even if that and I want the best for them and even if that means them being like it, even if that means like on paper or in your immediate future you not getting what you want yeah that's what it is yeah it's giving up a bit of the ego yeah for for their happiness I think one of the one of the Adam Starr was on the pod twice Adam Starr was on the pod twice shout out Adam Starr shout out Adam Starr um, but one of the one of the podcasts I think early he gives his definition of love and I think it's a it's an amazingly simple yeah, really definition is. of love it's just like one that, that like you, you, you listen to it and I remember rewinding it a couple of times and being like right where's the definition of that but I think and, and I'm, I'll butcher it and I'll, I'll apologise to Adam <laughs> right, right before I say it but it's along the lines of like loving someone is just having that burning feeling inside that you want them to be happy and and I'll go back and say fulfill and happy because we talked about it earlier, but but it is and 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 I think to to your relationship or my relationship, it's like loving a person is 
wanting them to be really, really happy and really, really secure and fulfilled in in themselves before they are with with you mm-hmm. and and not seeing it as they need me like i i'd much rather be able to say they don't need me yeah but we really go together yeah and yeah, and, yeah. and a partnership versus oh a relationship built on well we kind of rely on each other a lot yeah. to do things and i think you can complement each other but relying on each other gets a little bit difficult squirrely said would say yeah yeah <laughs> uh on this right on the the metaphor of the, the 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 license right do you also feel or in your experience has it been that perhaps in some areas because this person has given this license to you mm-hmm. that and maybe they haven't been i mean it's impossible as you said to be like objective about your subjective experience or yeah maybe right have you found that you know parts of them almost better than them probably yeah. themselves i've never thought about that but Probably. That, like, because you can see certain patterns or certain incidences that are kind of getting in their way. Yeah. Probably less than they can because, as you say, you don't notice your day-to-day stuff, really. See the forest through the trees sort of thing, yeah. Or from the trees. Um, Yeah. I think the first thing I thought of when you said that was you kind of give that license out to people and sometimes you might get it back and they might say... I'm all right, thanks. Yeah. Like, and yeah. or or it it ends in hurt, and you're kind of like, well, I gave them, I opened up, and and they hurt me. I I do believe that, you know, months, weeks, months, years later, there might be a moment where, they're kind of sitting, or something happens, or an event, and they kind of go, oh man, like Jim actually really just did care about me that time, and like a lot of the time, it's easy to look at, someone caring for you so much with ill intentions that they're doing it for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. i think when when you're when you're given that out it'll always come back at some point yeah and you kind of just have to have faith and trust that at some point they're gonna turn around and and say oh man yeah he actually did just really care and he really mm-hmm. did just want me to be happy um, and that's that's what love is versus you know loving someone for what you get out of it or what mm. or, or, or what they do for you or etc so yeah you think uh, Adam like, Starr was way more concise with, <laughs> with how he did it I'm pretty sure that was the exact definition it's just wanting someone to be in- happy yeah yeah really really happy <laughs> thanks Adam yeah I hear I've listened I've re-listened to Adam a few times to be honest yeah the, the other thing I thought like now that we're on it just to go over again was yeah. the the idea of the relationship and love and that well love love's coming from you like you have the love yeah and you're you're choosing to see this person in such a way that where you see you love them and then you want that you want the best for them and yeah I think unfortunately like we fall into the trap of like watching a lot of Hollywood movies and just not even Hollywood just your bog standard movie <laughs> TV series books about like this person we fell in love and I felt amazing and this was there this was this Mo- was love mostly fiction mostly <laughs> right like mostly fiction like, f- yeah no, not much non-fiction uh, twink- twinkle love 
rainy night in Soho sort of like picture perfect love yeah I think it's a trap and and I don't I don't want to get down the the canal of social media but it's a Mm. trap that we're kind of setting it for ourselves and then falling into it yeah and then going um but yeah there's I yeah there's so much out there that tells you what it's supposed to be like and how magical it's supposed to be and and love and and our relationships are just very ordinary things like extremely ordinary and and the more you love someone i would argue the more ordinary it gets <laughs> you know like yeah. it, it's like a practice you yeah think. because you know after weeks and months and years of being together what you do together and what you know, you're not going on dates all the time and you're not it's not all fireworks and, and nights out, but it's extremely ordinary things. You know, can I get a lift to work? Are you making the dinner? Why have you not done the washing? You know, the dishwasher's not done. It's, and, and it's, they're never going to make a movie about love. Like, I, I'd love watch that movie. I would watch it. <laughs> It'd be some independent yeah. thing that doesn't make any money, of course, but <laughs> it would be, but it is, it's, it's very ordinary. And I feel like saying ordinary love out, in the world there's definitely a song or an album and I'm probably we're probably <laughs> treading on some somebody's work here but um, but it is it's just very it's almost boring like relationships after a while the, you know and, and the movies and the books kind of tell you that this the fizz and the spark and the and the fireworks have to be there and I think there's an element of that and, and an element of attraction mm-hmm. but I don't buy into the like that has to be uh, that's the foundation that you build off the foundation is that you you care for someone and you really really want them to be happy and you you, you feel the same yeah you f- feel the same that they, they fulfill you and then uh, after a while then you're not really I don't think you really go looking for the, the sparks because mm the sparks are kind of ups and downs and you kind of have to go down to, to get the high then yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 ordinary it's steady it's day to day and it's and it's like we said earlier it's it's having it's the privilege of seeing someone in their most normal boring or their most upset distraught or their happiness it's it's the it's an honor to have someone share their whole whole yeah. spectrum of emotions with you versus just what 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 maybe a book or a movie puts out there as this is what you should you should give off to a to a partner so i I wrote an article when I was in Italy living with my girlfriend about kind of about this yeah kind of talking about how here why am why am I so why am I struggling with this so much? Why is this such news to me <laughs> that um, there are days where it's real rough? And why am I struggling? Like, why am I wishing that my girlfriend f- acted a different way? Mm. It was, was nicer or it was mm. better in this and better in that. And yeah, as you say, the, the sustainable, fruitful perspective has to be, oh, they're showing a part of me that they probably don't show yeah, many people. To anybody, yeah. Or, or yeah, to a few. Maybe yeah. Look, maybe if a few, and 
maybe the the more primal party of the ego is saying like, well, why can't it just be easier? And why can't you just look at it how I'm looking at it? But if you to take the step back and go, wow, they're just being how they feel right now. And you're lying to yourself. If you never felt like that, mm. you know, if you never felt pissed or just rude or like insensitive or all these things, it's like, mm. or good, depressed, all these feelings. Mm. So you felt them. And they're opening, maybe you couldn't open it up before, but they're opening it up to you. Yeah. And for you to go, all right, well, I need to acknowledge that this is a fucking gift. Yeah. Do you know, like, this means that they trust me so much. Yeah. And instead of me just going, oh, it's inconvenient, you know, because I fell for that chap, oh, why can't it just be easier and more convenient, but... I think, I think, yeah, you're, like, easy. People say that all the time, like, it should be easy. Man... (laughs) Show me an easy relationship that's worth that's worth anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Easy. Yeah. Like when, uh, I don't know. That's one that gets lost on me. Is people, it should be easy. I shouldn't have to like struggle with this. Anything good is worth struggling. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. No, I agree, man. But I, has your most recent relationship has that? changed at all altered at all your expectation of a kind of fruitful long-term relationship in the future um hmm. yeah hmm. yeah there's there's elements of of i think all relationships that you're kind of if you if you can if you can look at it thirty thousand feet and also be be on the ground you can kind of say well I feel this but I'm looking at it and it, and that might not be right there's elements when when you I think when you get out of a relationship that you get both perspectives I think what I've learned in in my most recent relationship but also in the last year through friendships and and family relationships is that when you're underground and, and in the moment you can kind of take yourself to 30,000 feet and kind of say hang on like I want to see how this looks if I, if I was looking in on myself uh-huh. more so and like reconciling what your feelings with your actions and then but also with your intentions mm-hmm. I think a lot of the time people feel a certain way and act a certain way but the intentions are lost in, in, in that and when your when your intentions aren't clear as to as to why you why you love someone or why you want to be in a relationship with someone, then it's easy to slip into the selfish side of without clear intentions. You're really just it's self it becomes self serving, and for me anyway, that's in the past. Is if I'm not intentional with with my feelings and my actions then a relationship can kind of s- slip into the into a it's serving both people independently but not them together if that makes sense um i've never thought about that before so that might be a bit rough around the edges but being being intentional with you know obviously words actions feelings um just allows you to kind of see the impact of what you're doing is having on someone else Mm. 
Um, and so I think going forward in our relationships is it, it could probably come across as fake maybe sometimes or maybe not fake but like superficial superficial maybe um, because by nature intentions or being intentional is kind of going a little bit out of your way to do things for people mm-hmm. and is kind of you know letting people lean on you when you might not even have you know space for them to lean on you but that sets very clear boundaries and very clear intentions for for what I'm looking for in a relationship and a friendship so short answer is yeah definitely <laughs> like <laughs> you def- definitely learning things that that you want in a in a partner in a in a friendship um but more so learning about how I want to treat people and 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 how and the impact of how I treat people has yeah or or the ability to to impact people I think something I might have taken a gra- for granted before is that my actions and my feelings may make someone feel a certain way yeah. and may look a certain way to outsiders um but it might not always be intended Mm. It, it may not always have been with the intention of them being really happy yeah yeah, yeah. It, it may have been a little bit self-serving in that yeah. I didn't know I'm, I might not know what to do so it's easier to just do yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. instead of talking or thinking and, and, and trying to figure it out you just do and I think that's a trap that I've, I've fallen into in the past, but one that I'm kind of aware of of now, and especially with friendships and colleagues as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More so, but across the board, yeah. Totally. Even I just know for myself, like I had a different conversation with Seb not too long ago, and I I wanted to be super conscious of that because I care about Seb so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it wasn't. It's like if this isn't received well. I, I want to reiterate that this is not my intention for you to mm. to to be hurt. It's I promise it's coming from this place. Like it really is, and unfortunately, like you you that's the thing. You do it with the faith, like with the the trust in that um, intention, because you can't you can't uh, control or have any impact on on how it will be received. You don't know yeah. where the person's at that day. Maybe they had a fight with whoever. Yeah. They're all over the place in the head. We don't know where they're going to respond well. But, yeah, I th- like, being intentional, like, for sure you do kind of quasi-nice things with maybe someone, not even sceptical, but meh reasons, mm. you know? But maybe you do something that comes across as a bit... Uh, senseless or a bit of a bit inconsiderate but really no mm. like no I thought about it it was my per- it was intentional and I hope that it, it can help in mm. the situation but th- th- that's helped me man with friendships with like yeah. speaking with you and, and, and other friends where it's like okay I'm, I'm I've realised that right now I need friendships where like they can say something to me and it might not sit well with me for a yeah. week for a month but I've let them into my life and I like I've showed them I've given them the license yeah so I have to trust that they're doing decent things with the license and of course it gets squirrely then if friends and partners are taking advantage of the license but yeah as you said you need a bit of trust there, you, there, there's a I've, uh, there's a grey area in, in all relationships where 
you just have to kind of put it in there and, and look it's there yeah. like and it's like it or lump it and and use it against me or use it with me or whatever it may be but there's a little yeah there's a little bit of the unknown that mm. is always going to be there and and like you're saying I think the more it becomes a habit that that you give because even with 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 some of my friends like I'm I'm really comfortable getting criticism I don't want to say criticism feedback honesty okay from from some friends like mm-hmm. really comfortable in that I can go to them and I can say Jim what do you think of this and and you may take the side that I really didn't want to take and the really uncomfortable side that I'm going to have to now you know act upon or you can go to your your friends that that will that kind of have the confirmation bias in them that you mm-hmm. can that you know what you're going to get from them yeah and it's like I want that answer so I'm going to go to that person <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. I know that they will fold straight away because they don't want any part of this and it may not be a, a dramatic thing, but it, they don't want to have to examine that because maybe they feel it or maybe they haven't looked yeah. at that themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just give you the answer that, that you know you're going to get. I think that's one thing. You get back to your previous question about relationships is steering clear of, you know, keep, keeping it on the fairway for the most part, <laughs> like yeah. in, in relationships and just, oh, I know that's going to be topical and I know that's going to, I know she probably doesn't, think what I think there so let's just not bring it up yeah. whereas what I've learned and, and, I, and I take a lot of this from you and from other really honest friends is that it's better to just get that out there because like you said with Seb when it, when it comes from a place of love yeah it doesn't feel good it never feels good like that, that level of honesty like it, it feels awful yeah 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 but once the intention is is pure and, and and it's backed by love, like you kind of have to, again, you're you're privileged to 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 have that, and and to not just have yes men and yes women yeah. around you that are are going to tell you what you want to hear, and then all of a sudden you realise you've alienated people that really care, and you're just stuck with people that aren't giving you the answer or are, are hating people that that you currently hate in this that moment that currently hate right yeah. now just so that you feel better about yourself I think that's that's an awful trap that I hope I hope I never fall into and I hope my friends never get to that point where yeah. and I know some of my friends wouldn't wouldn't come to me with some things because they are going to get the, the the honest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know but and that's okay yeah, yeah, that's like, fine like you were saying earlier that's that's part of it yeah, the, uh, the then it was it was just for me. It was just fair, and then in, in the near future, I will make. Uh, yeah, like you accept that that's fine with them, but you also have to go. Okay, well then, in the future, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to understand that unless something changes, this is the kind of response or rhetoric mm. or angle that I'm going to receive from this. And then, I also think like again, there's just there's to me there's nothing wrong with you having friends where you have a certain level, a certain depth of conversation, or a certain level of honesty where it's not 
it's not unhonest. You yeah. know, they're not lying to yeah. you, but they're definitely not giving you something that would kind of instigate some initial hurt that might actually pivot you out and then get the yeah. you know? Yeah. And then it, it then it's like everyone's own kind of journey then to go, okay, well like how often am I getting pushed here? Mm. You know? I think there's a an element of people giving their their time not in the in the not like hey you know Jim called me an arsehole and I really want to talk about it and you meet up and you're like Jim called me an arsehole well he's an arsehole yeah yeah oh, yeah like Jim he's a, you know what I mean uh, he was an arsehole to me two yeah, weeks ago yeah, yeah, I remember not, that not that kind of time but people giving their their thoughts to something and like there's often been times where I've I've sent you a message or I've sent some of our other friends a message and it's it's it might be a week or or 10 days before I get happen back from you like you know you're like yeah let me think about it and I think that level putting that level of thought into something in a friendship is is it lets the other person know like you really do care about them in the situation not just the outcome because mm-hmm. it's easy to play for outcomes it's easy to say oh well, Jim's an arsehole forget wash your hands of it mm-hmm. it's much harder to look at a friend and say well how does it make you feel or what why do you think you feel or why do you think you're offended by that um like in the nicest way have you ever considered the possibility that you that might be the arsehole <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and that's and it takes a big person to do that because and you, and you might need to you might not get the response you, you, you're hoping for but you kind of have to be alright with yeah. with that and it could be a year a year and a half later and you, you could come back and be like oh, I was being so ridiculous that time I really do appreciate that you you were honest mm-hmm. and, and uh, open and honest with me as a, as a friend but but that that time is for someone to take that time to think about your situation and that's investment in in you as a person you know absolutely absolutely man um before before we go i also i want to ask you also have the ways you look after your mental health changed since the last time i Mm. asked you before we go you have this nice book in front of you a couple of books you have a couple of books you have the the go-giver right yeah with a magical quote about giving um i know giving's on your mind recently and Share share some thoughts on on this for you. Yeah, I, I, the one I, I brought down to show you was the one about uh, time, and I think it's topical. We just we just kind of talked about that, but how um, how you can only waste you you can only waste your time, and this whole idea of oh I don't want to put my, my to open up to this person and waste their time. But they kind of have the final say as if they're going to waste their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, you, you might waste 30 seconds explaining the situation to them. But if they don't put any more thought into it and if they don't ring you back, you haven't really wasted their time. They, they You can decide if you're going to waste time on things. Um, but yeah, this book, the book is... It, it's a tiny little book, but it's great. Um, it's a great reminder that the more you give in life the the more you get and not in a yeah or not in a vindictive way like i don't mean start running out and giving everything to everyone but the the more you invest in the relationship 
the easier it is to take things from it. Mm. And like we were just saying, the more you give yourself over to someone in a friendship, the easier it is then to get things out of it, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And the easier it is to see through the, you know, t- to siphon through the the dirt in, in, in the water and, and be able to see that the intentions are clear there. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's a good little book. Um, and I think the value, the values in it and are, are simple and things that when you read it, you're like, yeah, of course, it's but obvious. very, very obvious things, but really hard to put into practice. And then again, my guy, Adam Starr, someone, that's who I envy is someone who's, you know, I, I know it's not easy for him to practice that, but, um, some so intentional about practicing those simple values that are so difficult to, to practice um is is refreshing to see and yeah and then mental health same as last time i have my journals here beside me and um i think the last time probably would have been i uh, probably would have been more of a bottle it up write it down and 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 I think that's good and it's good to get it out on paper and, and it's definitely cathartic to do that. But I think I'm much more inclined to talk about it now mm-hmm. um, with with people. And um, and like you were saying earlier, kind of cut through some of the the formalities of a, of a conversation and just get to the point and just, hey, I'm, I don't feel great in this here's here's what i've how i'm feeling and or i I don't know how i feel Mm -hmm. um but just being more open to talk to friends and family and and, and girlfriend and and things like that so i think the last the covid years taught us a lot about how fragile mental health is and and how things can and how much we rely on certain things and and how things can be taken away in mm-hmm. in, a, in a moment, you know. I, I say, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast, is that obviously I spent the, the six months away in Denmark and very little. In the Danish countryside, you're, you're waking up, you're living quite minimally, your your food, it's meditation, it's bits around the house, it's farming, it's that. Mm. And when I came home, it was, it was the pandemic. And to me, it was objectively a fantastic prep for something like a global pandemic yeah. because I'm just coming from a place where I realized I don't have any of these things. Do you know, when people think I have my gym membership. I have this, I have that. It's like, no, it's all impermanent. Mm. All of it's impermanent. And of course I still take my bed for granted and my, the house and my friends, I still take them for granted, yeah. but to a lesser extent where I feel like if something were to take something, for instance, and going for a delightful point of Guinness and a pub. I can't do that. But I don't feel like it's been taken away from me because I wasn't living under the pretense of I had it, like it was yeah. mine, you know? Yeah. I think for me, a lot of the, uh, I know we've talked about this before, it's like before I'd say I have to go do this or I have to do this. Ah, yeah. I love now this. it's like it's clearer than ever that I get to go do a lot of these yeah. things. Like, you know, I have to go to the gym. It's like, no, I get to go to the gym or. You know, oh, I, I said I'd meet Jim for a point and I'm not really arsed, but 
it's like man I get to go meet Jim for a point like we can you know I can give him a hug and, 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 and we can have a point and a chat and we haven't gotten there yet not yet it, but you know when it comes back it, it's it's a it's a get to do these things not mm. a have to do them yeah and, man um, we've I think we've reconciled a lot of what what we want with what we need and I think people are not to downplay the the impact of, of the pandemic but I think a lot of people are a lot clearer in what they what they need and then maybe have refined and, and peeled back some of what they want and mm. said I don't really want that mm. this is what I need and see people in, in it's been cool to come back to Dublin and see obviously everything's closed but it's the simple it's to get a cup of tea and have a walk with your friend and it's such a simple thing that we probably never we would have described valued. that as shite the air or something never valued but like it's it, and that's that's growth man now you see like our friends you know when we were in our early 20s it's always oh you kind of have to plan something you kind of have to have like a headline activity to yeah. get everyone together and now it's kind of like we just want to get together because because you want to see each other and and it, it can be something really really boring but it's the fact that you're you're with your friends and people you care about that's that's cool so i do think the I, I'm, I, I won't be saying i have to do things yeah, much anymore yeah, yeah. i think i get to do a lot of these things so it's good john it's been a pleasure my friend until the next time uh, yeah you're coming back for a third round until you? until the next time in <laughs> Kimmich. hi guys thank you for listening to the podcast please don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you haven't already Every review helps us climb the podcast charts so that even more of you can listen to our amazing guests. We really appreciate the support. Remember to tune in next week. But until then, keep safe and have a good one.